So this episode is going to be about how Jelena thinks. So I was talking to somebody from a group that I joined, um, some rapper group. And I joined it because I'm looking for new clientele. If I can get 12 clients with $20, I can make $240. And then as time goes by and I'm capable and I feel like I can raise my prices, then I'll be able to raise my prices. But these are the prices as for now because of what I feel is fair. Um, $20 for 30 days is really not bad, uh, I feel like. So this guy, he owns this group page that I join, and I join a lot of different groups just because that's how I meet new people and get new clientele and things like that. It takes a lot of work, so it's not like you can have this job of doing social media and something else. It's like one job per person, um, and then you get together as a group, and that's what I learned by being in a group called Tell Em Why Mad, T-E-L-L space U-M space Y-U Mad, and it's a group on Facebook that you can join. I go live Mondays and Fridays, 11, 11. And I just go on for motivation and inspiration. And I started all of this because I wanted to sell Herbalife. So I go on and uh, the girl that owns the page, Vita Vici, she was so cool enough that she lets everybody go on and post. And she just turned me into the host of the show. So I host my own show on Facebook. And it's, it's crazy. It sounds like, yes. Do I love it? Yes. Uh, so do I want to continue? Yes. And I don't want to, uh, stop. Honestly, I want her to succeed in his dreams that she wants, which is to be a local artist becoming a superstar. And I feel that she will become that as long as she does not quit. Right now, she's going through a situation with her son, and I pray that everything turns out okay. I don't know how the situation is going to turn out. I don't know the rules or or what exactly happened um, to determine, um, you know, what is going to happen. Um, Bad people should go to jail, not good people, number one. So I think that that is something that they need to determine better because um, there's a lot of guilty people that do go to church and there's a um, uh, uh, jail and then there's a lot of guilty innocent people that go, you know, innocent and guilty go. They, They don't, it's just, it's like, we are not God, so we're not there. We're just going on what facts we have around us. Therefore, we need somebody that's not just smart in their minds, but we need somebody that can sense people like magic almost, impasse. There are people out there that have the capability of sensing people, and I definitely believe in this because I definitely have my own senses. So therefore, I believe in this kind of stuff. You know, you might call people crazy and this and that because you don't understand. That's your problem, not theirs. Um, nobody's crazy, I feel. Everybody um, has their their abilities of what their mind can handle and do and think and, and be like. 
Have I seen crazy? Yeah, I think I have seen crazy walking around. Yeah, I have, but they're not crazy. The medications that they went on kind of fogged up their head, I feel like. And you can stop that and, 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 and fix that feeling of like you're in La La Land. Um, to get back down to not La La Land and actually pay attention to what's going on around you and use your mind. Use the abilities that you have. But people don't do that. I don't know why. I have no clue why. But I love doing things like hosting shows because I love to inspire people. I love to try to figure life out. And I like to try to figure out life out loud. Ha ha. Just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. But it just sounded funny. Because yes. Join me on my podcasting where I'm just going to talk, girl talk, life talk. Um, and if you want to listen, you're more than welcome to. I'm giving you the ability of listening to me if you want. I can talk and talk and talk and I really don't need anybody to talk back. I can do it by myself. I'm good with that. When I was younger in school, I was always a badass in school, bro. I don't know why. I just like being a bad girl. And I like pissing people off because... I guess it was boring at the same time. School was kind of boring. And so I had to make it fun. <laughs> and so I feel like, um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel so many different things. And I guess I'm going to be able to make podcasts and uh, open up. Even more than what I've been opening up to. I uh, I host the show and there's about 30,000 people on there. Now, 30,000 people don't all look at me, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, I feel like um, I'm growing up in front of you guys. And you're growing up in front of me too without realizing because that's what Facebook is. Like, how long have you had Facebook? How long have you been posting on Facebook? You know, when you think about it, you're growing up on Facebook. And so, I feel like social media is scary. It really is scary because social media can bring trouble. But social media can also bring the awareness of things that might be coming along. Um, You know, like back back then, if you were just standing right now... No matter where you live, stand right in front of your window and look outside and just close your eyes and imagine that your house is inside a whole, like, just woods. Like, there's a whole bunch of trees and the only thing that there is is, like, the pathways from the horses that come by uh, that just go from your house to into the woods. Uh, back, back then, you know, people lived like that. Now we can see clearly to your next-door neighbor um, before it wasn't like that. Times change, and times change a lot. But we all have the ability to live in the woods. Um, So is there someone that's superior or not? No. It's not about being superior or not. It's about who wants to live an easier life. Who wants to create ways to make life easy? And that's what you call inventors. Inventors do that because they want to invent something different. Do something different. 
Uh, some people have that ability and some people don't. And that's their magic um, to be able to do that, to create that mind and, and bring it into life. Because it's, sometimes it's easy to think about things and create things, I feel like. It's just to actually bring it to life. That's when it's challenging. Life is definitely challenging. So I want to do shows on motivation and inspiration. And I do that and I find that everybody needs it. I've been doing it for six years without realizing what I'm doing. Um, Meaning as to I didn't realize... That I wasn't just trying to inspire myself of this fucked up life that I just wish sometimes I wasn't here. Um, I used to sit back in my family as a young teenager and just watch everybody. Watch everybody and how they were acting in the house and stuff like that. And just imagine if I wasn't here, you know, like how would it be? And just watch from the outside and I would be quiet and um, just watch how everybody is, basically. Well, everybody's laughing around me and stuff like that. And I'm just quiet listening to everybody. Um, I feel like now that that was weird as fuck. But the point of it was um, to just see how everybody lives. And I feel like everybody has so many ways of thinking, doing things that judgment you're not supposed to judge it says it and i see why but nobody else sees it and it's crazy to me everybody judges not i haven't met anybody that doesn't truly judge like i don't go to sleep thinking about like certain things like most people do i don't think about others like that like i think about just like nothing what i want to do next Honestly, it sounds selfish, right? But it's not selfish. It's actually, I don't, it's just, it's not that I don't care. It's just that, man, what's next? What's next? Just what's next? What is next? Follow me to find out what is next. Peace out. My family, these are, this is my wife, these are my kids, this mortgage is mine. Yeah. And for, for whatever reason, if I can't afford this mortgage, we need to get another place. Simple. It's a simple fix. Either get a smaller place or make a little bit, or figure out a side hustle and make some more money. You guys, that, that should be non-negotiable for men and with their families. That's all. And I'll, they're providing um, can, this, uh, this is Kelly at the bottom. Can I say something when you're done, or can I be added to the queue? Sure, go ahead, Kelly. Um, thank you. So I just wanted to say I've listened to everything that everybody's been saying for the past like hour and a half, maybe almost two hours. And I wanted to start out by saying I am married um, happily, but I wanted to say when you look for these qualities in men, um, when it's income based and you're looking for marriage or long term, also keep in mind that God forbid happens to them keep in mind that god forbid like if you're with a high paying police officer a police officer who gets paid well over a hundred thousand hundred twenty thousand dollars a year what happens if he gets shot and he's now disabled 
are you with him just for the money or are you with him to be a peace of mind to be supportive it sounds like they would leave um, I feel like we're going to let her, let her finish. Thank you. Are you going to say, hey, listen, babe, I can be, you know, your support system to get you back and forth to rehab or to um, walk you through this process? Are, are you able to be his peace of mind as well? Because that's anytime you deal with health issues, that's a lot to deal with. And if you're with somebody primarily for monetary reasons, it's really quickly that that love disappears because you're with them not for the right reasons. So I just wanted to make sure. On and yeah, and come back to us. Let us know uh, next to week. Every Friday, we start around you know, noon to two p.m. And he does this room. And most of us are in here supporting him. And uh, let us know what on stage in in front of the mic. Yeah, thank you, Franzo. Um, yeah, I totally say. agree with what you just said there about some people's stories can't be say whittled down to one minute because. It doesn't get the message across. And I honestly feel like that sometimes with me, but honestly do love a challenge as well. So I want to go back to it and sort of have an adjust to my story. And I'm going to come back and get some more feedback if possible. So, yeah, thank you again, everybody. And I appreciate you all. Right, my man. Thank you so much, man. So glad you got some value, fans. So thank you for chiming in on that, you guys. And so we've been at this, you guys. You guys have been waiting so patiently. Lorna, thank you so much for waiting so patiently. Lorna, what is your question for the moderator? Hey, everyone. Uh, I just want to thank the mods. You guys have been amazing. Uh, it's 11 o'clock here where I am in the uh, at night. And uh, the last three-plus hour hours has been just jam-packed full of uh, value didn't want to step away so yeah thanks for calling me up to the stage um yeah um actually i think uh, you guys had me taking notes too i think uh, kubi had me writing i think i ran out of paper <laughs> andy uh yeah just so much value that i'm getting out of this and before i ask my question since you guys provided so much value i would like to just share a bit of how I prepare uh, when I speak. Um, basically, yeah, just preparing. Preparation is the key for me to overcoming my fear when I speak in front of people. Um, and then I usually just ask my higher power to basically just empty me of myself, you know, because my head gets in my way. Um, not so much the audience or what the audience is thinking. It's, it's myself. So I actually just try to be mindful and to remind myself just to get out the way and, and to trust, trust that the preparation that I've made is actually, uh, I, I know intuitively that I know what I know because I prepared. And that's the thing that, that helps me the most. And every time I speak, I'm nervous. Every single time. But somehow I've learned to channel that and use that as fuel and that adrenaline just to, you know, fire into my passion and whatever it is that I'm talking about, which is usually about creating generational wealth for uh, black Americans and other POCs who've been underserved and underrepresented by Wall Street. Um, I've been at this for a while. You can see my profile. And I'm about to launch the first, um, it's basically the, the first multi-manager hedge fund uh, dedicated to creating wealth, generational wealth for um, underserved uh, POCs. 
and also to do so being mindful um, actually we're committed to doing so with creating less harm to the communities and the planet it's a very ambitious goal there's so much more to it um, and I'm stayed in this room all this time because I'm trying to craft this story when I have to start pitching it and uh, the feedback that I've gotten here and the value that I've gotten from the people who've come to the stage and asked questions uh, I've had a lot of my uh, questions already answered uh, but with that, um, I guess Andy, Kubi, uh, Fanzo, anyone else, Elaine, yeah, your clearing uh, message is just right on point for me. So thank you for that. But if you guys have any type of feedback for me, because I'm used to speaking in person uh, or pitching in person, and I'm used to just kind of pivoting off the person or the people who are in front of me, uh, because my audience are usually blended audiences in terms of their financial knowledge. And so I can usually tell if I'm in front of someone, if they understand what I'm talking about, or if I need to pivot to a different type of language to reach them where they are. And uh, Clubhouse is a new experience. Uh, I'm not sure how that really works. Uh, sometimes I do a, a faster pace, sometimes it's a more slow and lowered pace. And I just want to know uh, if you have any suggestions on how I might go about, um, yeah, just figuring out transitioning from in-person to a platform like uh, Clubhouse. And Andy, I'm looking forward to jumping into your, your value class and, yeah, just learning more. So I'm Lorna awesome. and I'm done. Thank you. Lorna, I love it. So I saw Kubi on, on, on muting. Kubi, I, I want to share this real quickly. Uh, for you, Lorna, and for everybody in the room. So let me share this real quickly because I think it's super important. For anybody who's a communicator, whether you're doing it virtually or you're doing it live from the stage, one of the things that I want you to understand is that you have audiences within your audience. I'm going to say that again. You have audiences within your audience. And so what does that mean? When we want to curate and create a uh, presentation, sometimes we create a presentation around how we show up, how we like to consume information. And so for some of us, if we're really fact and data driven, we like to create a presentation that's really factual, really data driven, right? And there's no fun or anything else in there, but we got to understand that there's these different audiences within the audience. Some of them are going to love the fact that you've got data. Some of them are going to absolutely love the fact that you've got stories. Some of them are seeking interaction. They're seeking engagement. That's the thing, right? And so we have to be thinking about how do I create, especially if you know that all of these different audiences are within your audience, how do you create an environment that every single one of those individuals are going to feel as if they're getting what they want? So even when you're here in our room in Clubhouse, what you're going to notice is for the person who wants the great value, the great content, boom. If you're just the content person, you're like, I'm only here to get value. I got my notepad, my pen. I can care less for shout outs, anything like that. They're going to get that in this room. If you're a person, you're like, ooh, I like to be in an environment that it seems to be like good energy, good vibes and so forth. They're going to get that also in this room. If they're like, oh, you know what? I like to hear good stories. I like to hear heart centered. That's the thing that drives me. They're going to get this out of, out of this room. So to me, the best type of presentation and also the best type of rooms, right? And mind you, you get to decide whatever your room is going to be. But I'm talking about if you want to expand your reach is when you are aware of the fact that you have audiences within your audience. And we've got to make sure that we are creating engagement for every single person who's in the audience so that every single one of them 
even though they're in a room that has all these different things happening, they all feel as if that they've gotten what they have shown up for. So you were sort of sharing those things. Sometimes I speed up. Sometimes I slow down. Sometimes I do this. The reality of it is, I think it's not that we compartmentalize those things. And when I speed up, I only speed up when I slow down. But those things actually go hand in hand, right? It creates polarity in our messaging. It allows people to be able to pay attention even better as opposed to when we just keep talking in one sort of tone and we just carry our whole conversation like that. It gets really hard to keep somebody engaged. So for all of us, we want to be thinking about there's audiences within our audience. How do I create a presentation that is going to appease every single one of those individuals that exist within my presentation? And so I just want to share that because I believe that adds value for everybody in the room. Lorna, thank you for asking that question because that sort of sparked me uh, sort of sharing that. And Kubi, it looks like you were unmuting. Don't know if you want to chime in and anybody else that wants to chime in and drop some gems for everybody in the room. Andy, that was so good. Oh my Lord. I had to walk out of the kitchen so I could hear you properly so the kettle didn't interrupt what you were saying. That was so good. I want to ride off of what Andy has just said. When you are an on an audio-based platform, a podcast, a radio show, clubhouse, you want to think about not only what am I saying, but how am I making them feel through the tonality of my voice? So oftentimes as speakers, we get caught up with what is it I want to say, but we don't think about how do I want them to feel? And as human beings, we're, we're about energy, right? And branding, me being a brand expert, branding by definition is an emotional connection with your desired audience by definition. So what I would say to all of you is really think about how do I want them to feel? When they're listening to my voice, to Andy's point, the dance that we play with the tonology of our voice enables us to connect emotively. And so you really want to think about if I've only got a short window to speak, A, be concise, and B, leave them feeling something. So the million dollar question is, how do you want them to feel? This is Kubin and I'm done speaking. I love right. it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, yeah, Laura, did you get some value from that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, just to, to follow I'm up, glad I'm listening to the feedback. How did I do? Because I have a thing at seven today. So, so uh, when you, okay, so when you say feedback, how did you do in terms of what? Just even asking your question. Yeah, how, yes. How did I do with presenting what I just presented to you? Uh, so, so Lorna, if I had to give you an immediate stretch goal, like just if you were just saying, hey, Andy, hey, as a friend or somebody, I like your feedback, an immediate stretch goal that I would do, Lorna, for you is just sure. say, hey, Lorna, let's see if we can create a little more range when we're speaking. And so I'll tell you a real quick story, right? So I was um, attending a speaker training event. And on day two, the guy was talking about how he was bringing in one of his old theater uh, one of his old theater coaches. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And I'm at this event. And at that time, you know, I've got a suit on and everything. And then the theater coach comes and then he's there. And I'm thinking he's going to be like teaching us some really, really like uh, serious techniques. And then out of nowhere, he's like, okay, get up. And I'm like, okay. Uh, he's like, yeah, all of you get up. 
And then, and then afterwards, he said, "All right, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you all to sort of uh, just uh, follow me and just do this." And, I, and I'm like, "Okay, what is this guy about to do right now?" And then out of nowhere, he just starts like doing these random songs, and I'm like, "Okay." And then he starts like running around the room, and so now he's asking us to do it. And so we start singing these little songs like, "I'm a little teacup, short and stout." Here is my and I'm like, what the world is he? What's wrong with this guy? And then there used to be this like cartoon from back in the day, like the Smurfs. And then he's told to start doing that. It's like la 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 la. So I'm in a suit. I'm I'm resisting everything. I'm like, this is so weird. This is like out of my comfort zone. This is ridiculous. This is not what I, I signed up and so forth. And then he could sense my resistance, and so he brought me up to the front of the room, and he started making me do more and more outrageous things. But let me tell you something: this dude transformed me as a speaker, because what happened is when I would speak, I only spoke in one particular range, and so I did, I did, I, I, I lacked fluidity to go from like one to the other. Which allowed me to become such a more dynamic speaker because I became less concerned about the way that people thought of me or what I was doing. But what he really did was give me range because before that, whenever I was in speaker mode, I was very, very serious, right? I was the the intense, serious speaker. But now I have the ability. What's up, what's up? So right now we are listening live to Clubhouse. Some upfront knowledge from real ass people. Let's listen in. When you follow the money, you'll understand. And it's not only Donald Trump. You got high-profile politicians who got companies in Delaware. But you'll never be able to provide the proof because Delaware, like I said, they don't give us this access to this information to be out in people. Right? Because if they did, trust and believe, your favorite people, some of the people that y'all voted for in office, you would, you would not be wanting the food for them no more when you found out they was doing that. But the thing about it is not really a bad thing. It's just that they didn't teach us. But you would be mad because they didn't, they wasn't telling us about it, something that they're taking advantage of. Sure. So they're letting us get taxed on some income basis, yet they they taking advantage of the state laws and all of the stuff, right? So essentially what, what you guys want to do, you know, what I've done, right? is I built the Delaware LLC taxed as a corporation, so whenever I need to sign up to any of these subscription services, whether it's DistroKid for music distribution, whether it's my performance rights organization, whether it's Sound Exchange, whether it's Harry Fox Agency, whether it's the Mechanical Licensing Collective, if I ever choose to do an OnlyFans or if I do this new fan-based app y'all that? talking about, I'm signing up with that shit through my Delaware co- corporations so I can take advantage of the protection and all of the tax advantages that come along with it. Just to make it simple for y'all. So on your own, and I'm done speaking. And let me know if y'all got any questions. I appreciate you, bro. You always represent black excellence, man. I salute you. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Anytime. You sitting over here, you gave a lot, a lot of knowledge. I'm over here with my notebook. Listen, if you got the the knowledge, you know, we appreciate you sharing. Thank you. Really valuable information here, bro. Where in New York you at, bro? Just take a look. 
uptown, from uptown. Appreciate that. Yeah, Uptown BS. I got you, I got you. Yeah, guys. And don't, and guys, don't be shy. Yes, yes, uh -huh. If I added some value, did you want you know, this feel still? free to, like, you know, donate if y'all want to. I'm not, it's not no obligation or none of that, but, like, if you got some value, because that's, like, a million dollars worth of game right there. It's a lot. And I got a whole ton of more knowledge. Like, I could go deep for days, like, with how all of these entities work and all of this stuff about finance, but... That's just to break it down, to keep it short, because I don't want to take up too much time. But essentially, that's how you guys, uh, you know, well, that's how I would go about it from someone with the knowledge that I have to go about, you know, building my corporation and being able to take advantage of these tax laws and this protection that comes along with this. So I'm assuming the fan base lets y'all sign up under y'all company name, correct? Well, yeah, you could you can invest. And maybe I'm not even the one to speak on it, but based on what I understand is that you... Uh, there's a you can go to uh, there's a site that you can go to I think start engine forward slash fan base and there's there's an option where you can invest in it right now I think two hundred and sixty something dollars for investment and then so in addition to that bro the the platform is is madness man you could you can set it up to where people like the information you just laced this right now. You can have uh -huh. documents, or you can have certain uh -huh. exclusive content that individuals can only access if they subscribe. So it's just, they can actually subscribe and, and pay. You know what I'm saying? So you can have basic content, then you can have different gra uh, gradual levels, gradient levels of, of information. So I think somebody else can speak better to that because I'm really not as 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 familiar with um, fan bases the others. Man, it's, it's definitely something to really sit back and. and you should spend a little time in the room and, and just get laced with some of the information about about the uh, the platform. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm here to learn too. You know, I'm like that's what clubhouse is for. So some on certain topics, I don't know nothing about this. Like y'all could feel free to teach me something too. And like when it comes to the music, I'm big in music business too. That's why I, I created the blueprint for the independent artists to build their record labels out. You know, because I'm, I don't want to go deep into that, but um. Basically, I got the whole blueprint for if you want to be an independent artist and really handle your business, business. Like, I want to tell them. I heard about it and I logged in. But I don't have any music, so I want my knowledge on that. I would join their fucking group. What's their group name? And, like, there's a way for you to build your own corporation and, you know, build up your finances so that you can essentially do it on your own. Edition. Right, I want to learn. What? Hold on. I want to go back. Hey, could somebody speak to the structure of uh, fan base in terms Dang, of how it's monetized, it. like how a person could create exclusive content? Yeah. I think this. And IGTV, are those beneficial at all? Do you guys think? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so just. Just agreement, yes, yes, they are. Um, you know, as, as many features as you can use as possible on Instagram is great uh, for your account, your reach and your engagement. Um, but especially if you're going live, uh, it creates that uh, immediate connection, that obviously live connection with the audience, but then saving it to your IGTV makes it evergreen. The only thing I would say with that is make sure that you're making um, a infographic that is uh, in line with you know, your branding and your 
well, basically your branding. So your colors, your fonts, you know, the style of your feed. So that the the front cover of it is not just, you know, an awkward shot of you half blinking and that's left on your feed forever. And so uh, make sure that as you go to save it, you click um, um, add to camera roll regarding the, the profile of it uh, so that it's aesthetically pleasing still on your uh, on your feed, but it's there and it's evergreen. Does that answer that bit of the question, Ashley? Absolutely. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I have seen that Sue's just jumped back in, and I know we were talking about Instagram video, but Sue is um, a TikTok coach. Uh, Sue, do you have any uh, quick tangible tips for Ashley regarding uh, video content? You know, she's trying to do reels. Um, but um, what would you say regarding TikTok as well for video? Sure. I mean, I, I missed the question, but um, I just got here. But sure, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pipe in as to my I, I can um, ask it again too i was i was just i was just asking um you know what did you guys think about video um for you know you guys hear the guy the people um and then you know the people that are talking do you hear it which i am you know actively trying to do but they're very time consuming so um any tips or tricks you can provide me for that i i'd love it yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Sue Zimmerman, and so I, I do do reels, um, and but my main thing is TikTok. That's what really kind of took what I was doing to a new level, and so I would say absolutely 100% yes <laughs> to to, uh, to reels. I like to just call the whole thing uh, vertical short-form video. So we've got TikTok, that's kind of TikTok was the first platform that really embraced the vertical short form video. And now, of course, everybody else has jumped on it. So we've got Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts and Snapchat Spotlight and mm, Pinterest Stories. Like, and so everybody has really embraced this, this new I format of vertical short form video. And so, Ash, you say that it takes a lot of time or it's really time. But I would just like to throw out there that it, it, it probably is that way for you because it's new or you're not really comfortable with it yet. Um, I can, some of my videos take two minutes. I, I usually spend more. Most of my videos take about maybe 30 to 45 minutes, but there is oftentimes where I'll, I'll kind of pump out something really, really quickly. So they don't have to take a lot of time. And that really is the beauty of this new style of video is that it, it doesn't have to be the polished and the kind of perfected like like it like youtube you know or the the old older style horizontal video and of course there's still a huge place for that but with the videos that we're talking about that you would be doing um as reels they they really can get quick so i would that may, maybe that's just like a mindset shift where maybe just shelve that maybe maybe it's going to be a little bit slow in the beginning and you've got to learn and there's a learning curve and you've got to get the hang of it um, but if you are kind of willing to make that commitment and do it, I recommend what I what has really worked well for me is creating the content first within TikTok. I love the TikTok app. There's a lot more that you can do in there than you can do in any of the plat other platforms right now. Mm -hmm. So I like to use, and also because TikTok is my main platform, I like to use what oh, they TikTok. offer me. And I like to do that with all of the platforms. But I, I create that's my video crazy. I understand all other platforms, but Instagram too much that. and TikTok and then Facebook. Uh, I got that shit down. I do yeah. use the watermark. That's a whole other story. There are apps that will do it. I like to do it manually myself, and I have done a video on how to do that. 
if you want to send me a DM, I'll happily send that to you. you. But it's a it's a more Hold than on, I'll be right process. back. I gotta anyway, see what this is. You want to get the watermark off. The watermark is otherwise known as the logo. It says TikTok all over it. Um, and, and, you know, it makes sense that, that all of the platforms want you to create content that is native to them. So if you get rid of the watermark, then, you know, now the, the, the video is a bit more bare and you can use that on Instagram Reels. And then I like to use some of the features within there as well so that you're kind of playing into Instagram and what they want. And, and that brings up just the whole Reels thing. Ash, you said you were kind of maybe trying it out, but... You do want to do it right now because Instagram is favoring Reels because it's one of its newer features and that's what they do. And they're really, you know, they're really, they want to play with TikTok and they're, you know, they're nowhere near what TikTok's doing with that, with the video, vertical videos. So, um, so you definitely want to jump in it, but I would say use some of Instagram's features and effects with that video. And then you can take it a few steps further and you can use it as a YouTube short. Um, that's such a new platform right now. What you want to do is do a hashtag shorts in your title or description, and then YouTube will look at it as a short. Um, and so that's just another way to repurpose your content. So we're on Clubhouse. I say 100% yes. It, it's huge opportunity to stand out right now on, on TikTok, especially, but also with Instagram Reels, with all of it. So it's definitely worth your time learning it. And then once you get the hang of it, it's just going to get faster and faster. So... Uh, that's what I can share with you. Ash. Thank you so much, Sue. <laughs> I will. I will also reiterate. You know, the repurposing. A lot of content creation is very time-consuming, and so cross-pollinating is definitely something you want to do. And also think about how you can use snippets if you're doing IG lives and IG stories, and there's you know a bunch of little tips that you you know you say in a, in a timely manner that you can combine together and create like an educational reel or a TikTok. Um, and so we thinking about how you can repurpose your other uh, vertical video content, whether it's stories, IG, uh, over on TikTok, so that you're not creating something specific and individually for every everything. And as long as it's relevant for the format, then um, it, that's a big time saver as well. Thank you so much, Sue. I saw Cassandra flash there. Did you want to come in, Cassandra? Can you hear me? I, I have poor connection. Yeah, we can. Oh, okay, perfect, because <laughs> it's a poor connection. I was just going to say, Ash, I know how you feel. Like, I literally film video content a million times <laughs> before I'm finally happy with it, because, like, when I found out that Reels was a new thing for Instagram, I'm so used to posting, like, photo content, right? And especially since I model, too. So for me, like, I know what, know what you mean. Like, it's very time-consuming, but, like, Following the strategy that Rebecca said, repurposing your content, like that's a huge thing. Like you can repurpose all your content on different multiple platforms like YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And, and like that really like saves time on top of that. But don't be shy to get out of your comfort. Is it just me or are we losing Katona? film that video content because that's like where I lied. I was like, oh my god, it has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect for TikTok. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, Cassandra. I think I've lost you. <laughs> okay, I think we've lost Cassandra, but I think I think we got the gist of what she's saying. In that, you know, we're so used to making. You know, she was saying she's so used to making uh, photo content, and then you know, video came in and reels, and 
you know, it's all a bandwagon. And so, you know, repurposing. John Moore, zero seven one, 114 followers, 1.6 following. How are you today? I'm going to go ahead and follow you. Okay, I'm listening awesome. to Clubhouse. Do you hear anybody talking on my phone? Sure that you got everything the it's very time. educational. Um, I hope you do. Everything she has said has been fab, so you don't want to miss any of that. Sorry, oh, Cassandra, yeah. we can't hear you. Um, can you hear so me now? Wanna... Now we can, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just... I'll add something quick because I don't know if I'm going to lose connection because I'm outside. But, Ashley, you want to do four to seven real on Instagram. That's when she's working. I'll just end it off there because I don't know where I'm going to lose connection. Oh, fast. Okay. So, yeah, four to seven real. So, awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, let me help Selena. Come here, Selena. One hour, of, sorry, Rebecca, one hour of live. Okay, so basically, I have this Instagram algorithm strategy that really has been working. It's eight to ten stories a week, four to seven reels per week, three photo posts, and one video post to grid per week, three minutes. And one hour of live. It's like a lot, but it honestly works. And if you want those numbers, okay, I know that was it was breaking up, but um, that I, you, you gave a lot there, and I don't want to miss it. So I'm gonna send a DM now. Thanks, Cassandra. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Cassandra. Yeah, we got a bit robo there, but um, we got the gist of it and Ashley's going to send you a DM. So thank you so much, everyone. We've been going, I couldn't even tell you, but probably since about 11.30 in the morning, uh, UK time. So we hope this has been helpful for everyone. We've covered a lot of ground and a lot of different topics around social media strategies. Um, it'll be a different topic every day, um, but all to benefit you in the audience um, and also on the panel. Uh, so appreciate all of the panelists, appreciate all of the moderators who've been here. Uh, anyone who's not following the Online Business Club, that is definitely somewhere to give a follow, become a member so that you know as soon as we go You guys live, are making a mess um, already. People are just drinking. Oh. 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 Thank you, everyone. Disgusting now. I wish you Disgusting. a wonderful rest of the day, wherever you are in the world, and we will see you in the next one. Well done, Rebecca. Great work. Yes. Yes, I'm still here. You're good. As you're doing that, I am sending messages to people to see if they want to connect, like on Instagram, just to let you know. Yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, as, uh, he is a, a local artist um, in Orlando, and they actually do um, this thing called Spliffy Gang Festivals, where um, you can come out and perform live. Um, I help you book it. Um, they also have vendors. Uh, as long as you're licensed, um, it's medical marijuana. Uh, so, like, they have one this April twentieth in Orlando. I don't know. Who, I you know I don't know where you guys live. Um, but 
just letting you know. Uh, but that's uh, his uh, music coming up uh, that he's going to be playing. Um, check it out. <clears throat> Tell me what you guys think. And uh, I want feedback because I fell into this on accident. Um, and I'm just going with the flow. Uh, so, you know, I'm learning. But uh, his name is... Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, his name is S-G-R-K-I. Um, I'm not sure which one uh, I sent you. I forgot. I think it was uh, Jimmy Wopo, I think. I maybe sent that one. Wopo? Yeah, try that one. What, baby? Thank okay.
That's cute. It's a, a girl, yeah. True, true, the color. She, yeah, she went. She's she he's she go. She went to Jamaica just now today too. So yeah, definitely. She's, I think it's the the place over there. I think it's called CBS Production in Jamaica. Yeah. 